Hey guys, before we hop into Timberwolves talk today, um, just need to mention Boomerang Energy, 10% off code BASSHOLE at checkout for all your energy needs. It's Monday. I'm a little tired, but after drinking this Boomerang, I'm feeling pretty good and I'm ready to pound out some content. Yeah, just, uh, uh, Boomerang Energy is a local-based brand out of Duluth, Minnesota. So use code B-A-S-S-B-A-S-S. <laughs> H-O-L-E at boomerangenergy.com on your next purchase. All right, let's get right into Timberwolves talk here. I mean, ever since we talked last last week, there hasn't been much news. I mean, we had the huge heat game. Um, and then we had the terrible uh, Clippers game last night that, as I looked at it at the third quarter, it did not look like how the box score turned out to be. It was just a manslaughter out there. But yeah, we got talk about that we got a few more other things we're going to talk about so stick around for a for a great episode yeah i guess uh starting off with the heat game um jimmy butler doesn't have too much luck against the timberwolves i guess being on the heat he beat us when he was on the sixers but i i don't think he's won a, the heat are zero and five against us in the past five games and he's been on the team for three of them so jimmy has three straight losses to the timberwolves <laughs> which is kind of incredible um, I don't know. I guess I guess the starters are better than the third stringers. I, don't I know. saw you. Did you uh? Did you tweet that somewhere? Or did you comment that? I saw you. I... Yeah, right after the right after the game, I left a little tweet. Tagged Jimmy Butler. Um, he didn't. Star, st- starters are better than the third stringers. Don't think he saw it. He might have. That could have ruined his night right there. That's that could be why he called his teammates soft. Yeah, yeah. So is is he that much ahead of everyone else on like the uh? Is he that much more intense than every single NBA player that just every other player is soft compared to him? Is that kind of how it is? Is he never going to be satisfied? Yeah, that's kind of like the mantra or whatever it's called surrounding Jimmy Butler is that like he is just the ultimate tough guy. Like no one works harder than him. No one plays harder than him. But like, and you know, you, he really kind of, you know, proved that point, I guess, last season, taking that heat to the finals, I guess, because that, Let's be honest, the Heat are not a finals team. That not Heat team close. was not a finals team. And while I do think Jimmy Butler is a great leader and showed he can he can lead a team to the finals, I if if that wasn't a Mickey Mouse finals, I don't think I don't think Jimmy I don't think Jimmy Butler and the Heat get get to uh the finals. I think the Bucks probably beat them, honestly, in a seven game series, Bucks getting home court. I think the Bucks probably beat them. Um I don't know. I don't know, props to the Heat for getting there, I guess, but it just goes to show this season in a normal type season, they're hovering around 500 right now, right? If I'm not yeah, mistaken. I think so. Um, I don't know, actually. I have no clue, but um, I'll agree with you there. Um, so, yeah, what was I going to say about Jimmy, man? Is he just I, – I feel like that's not the right way to go about it. If you're really that great leader that he thinks he is, publicly calling out your teammates multiple times, it just doesn't seem like the right way to do it. I mean, maybe – that's what he needed to do, but it just, I don't know. That doesn't sit well with me. Yeah. I, it's tough because I think, it, I think it's a good thing to do in in the private locker room setting when you're with yeah. your teammates to shout and scream at them. I think that's fine. I think that gets, that gets guys going. I know, especially probably a, doesn't really compare to the NBA, but 
when you're in a locker room, even for just high school, and one of your teammates is like actually getting on everyone, and you you see one of your teammates screaming, it, I think it pumps everyone up. But oh, for sure. If they went out, say like your school had a little press conference <laughs> about how the game went, and you said, "Oh, Jake here sucked. He didn't give any effort." Like, how does that make like you? Your teammates hear that and they feel yeah, that. Sure. So I'm sure I'm sure they didn't love Jimmy Butler calling them soft. I'm sure Bam didn't love Jimmy Butler saying that he needed to bully people around. He's not playing hard enough. Like, yeah, it doesn't it feel like he's a little out of place there with that. But um, but yeah, I think maybe like his teammates just kind of get burnt out with that. I mean, enough. I mean, Jimmy Butler is the guy that we can blame for the Timberwolves' downfall right now. That trade single-handedly is why we don't have Zach Levine and Carl Anthony Towns on the team. So interesting point you just brought up, Zach Levine. Um, I read an ESPN article, I think it was either yesterday or two days ago, but um, after the 2022 season, Zach Levine's set to become an unrestricted free agent and he's not signing an extension. Now, D'Lo's contract, I think, is up after 2022 as well. So, Zach Levine, I think, is a couple steps above D'Lo, first of all. Yeah. As much as I love D'Lo, um, and as much as we love D'Lo and Cat's connection, I think Zach Levine and Cat's connection might run deeper might than be. D'Lo. So, if I'm the Timberwolves, um, I'd, love to, I'd love to re-sign Russell, but if you can somehow find a way to get a 28 year old Zach Levine to Minnesota dead in his prime. Um, yeah, I'm doing that. I'm doing that over D'Lo. I mean, yeah, would um would Levine be interested, you think, in coming back after we kind of gave him away? Just just kind of got rid of him. Well, I think you have new management. I think you have a new coach, and you still have cat. So I mean Yeah. But I don't isn't see any reason. Is he just kind of like a glorified Anthony Edwards at this point? Is he kind of what we want Anthony Edwards to be? So how would they mesh up on the same team together? Especially at that point, Anthony Edwards is going to be starting to find himself a lot more as a player, and he might be close to Zach Levine's level of play. So how do you think those two would play together on the court? I think they play great. And the reason being is they're, they are two a kind of the same player. And honest for sure Zach Levine would be a great mentor I just think Zach Levine's a better playmaker than D'Lo in general too you see Mm -hmm. you see Zach Levine passing the ball more honestly I not it's not a knock on D'Lo but it's like sometimes when you watch him he just puts his head down runs around screens and takes a bad shot it's like oh you could probably hit that guy in the corner but Zach Levine man he he knows when to hit the open guy he's his three-point shot was what we kind of worried about when he was a rookie. Um, he's a tremendous mm-hmm. shooter right now. That's what I. That's what I've noticed about his game. If there's one thing that I would that sticks out about his game is he's an amazing shooter, and for sure in two K, he's a great mm-hmm. shooter. But just yeah, in real life, he's a great shooter too. Didn't he have ten threes in a game? Yeah, I mean he's a, he's a tremendous player. Like he's he's a three level scorer now, um, and he's one of the best clutch players in the NBA this season. Is another trait that I don't think gets mentioned enough is his clutchness and he's won more than enough games for them this season single-handedly yeah but I guess you also have to look at so the Bulls just traded away two firsts and a really really nice young big in Wendell Carter we we both love him for his defensive prowess so I think where does that leave the Bulls like oh shoot Vucevic, I think, is also up in 2022. They're so in an awkward position for sure. Really awkward. 
if Zach leaves, Nicola ain't staying, and no. the Pulse traded away two at three assets if you count the player. Yeah. So I mean, and they're kind of in a weird spot right now on the fringe of making the playoffs. But if they do make the playoffs, they're gonna get bounced first round by the Nets. Like they're in a weird spot. So they either need to acquire another superstar. Yep. Or they need to start over again. Yeah, they're they're probably in a worse one of the worst spots in the NBA. Like that's just such a bad position to be in because they're not good enough to make a finals run, and no. their clock is really ticking. Like their clock runs out in twenty twenty two, so if they don't acquire that third superstar by then, like it's over. Especially if Zachy's coming back, like like you basically said. Yeah, you know? and I I mean if <laughs> if you're not even open to extension talks and want to hit the free market being unrestricted, I mean that's. That's not a great sign to your no. team if you can't get a if you if he's already looking two years in the future to the yeah. two agencies. I mean, that ain't a good sign. So no. I don't know. And yeah, and yeah, we're talking. You're talking D'Lo. What um D'Lo's back. He's getting a lot more minutes. Why do you think that D'Lo hasn't started yet? Do you think they're really just working him into that lineup, or when do you think we could see D'Lo starting? Well, I've seen a lot of a lot of Timberwolves fans um critiquing the uh the no delo starting but i don't know i we've won actually a few games coming off the bench i think the reason being is is we talked about it earlier too how we were kind of struggling to see the delo ant and cat all fitting in because it seems like it seems like ants always left out of that picture whenever that you know yeah that three-man system's running and it it sucks because you don't want to see anthony edwards just sitting in a corner because that he's not a corner spot up three guy he needs oh, he to be needs moving he needs yeah. a ball so it's kind of nice delo coming off the bench and running so what they'll do is they'll usually take ant out with like five minutes left sub delo in and keep cat in for the last five minutes he usually plays all first quarter and then we get to see ant and cat run together for seven minutes and we get to see delo and cat run together and then we get to see delo with the second stringers for a little bit too. So it's everyone gets their touches. The offense is flowing. Um, we've won. We've, we've won a few games, at least doing that. Um, hopefully they can figure it out over the off season, how that's all going to mesh. But I guess, what's your opinion on that? Um, Yeah, I think there's really no rush to, and I really don't think him not starting is affecting us as much as like, I think the fans really are just, they try to find a scapegoat always. And I think that's just kind of what the, the comment fans and the, by the comment fans, I mean, the people that are going to leave hate comments on their own team's Instagram page and think that like the coach is going to see that or anything. But I think they always just run to look to something like, Oh, we lost. Like it must be because D isn't starting, but I really don't think that affects the game that much. I think that he ends up playing a decent amount of minutes still and he still has a chance to impact the game as we've seen in many other games if delo's on we have a very good chance to win but if he's having a bad game we we don't have a chance to win really and i don't think that has to do with him starting or not starting yeah um i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think that's the reason why we've been losing games yeah i i agree with you i think also it's just he he plays like I think the argument a lot of people are trying to make is he'll end up playing like 33 minutes a game anyway. So why not start him? And it's, you know, for that, I don't know, I guess. That's a double-edged sword. You could argue that either way. Why start him or why not start him? He's still playing 33 minutes. True. True. Yeah. And yeah, I, like, I, I like him coming off the bench, I guess right now, especially when Malik's out. I mean, you need some second unit scoring. You can't just 
you can't just throw, you know, the the Nas Reeds and Jordan McLaughlins of the world. Dude, out. what happened to that? Man, I feel like they were so much better in the beginning of the season. Maybe I was just so much more optimistic. But I I truly thought Nas, Nas Reed was one of the like an elite. Like he had a lot of potential, but now I just I don't see it as much from him anymore. I think he just kind of I think he's just a he's a good serviceable backup big, and that's that's his role, and he, he I know, fits I well into that. Be I think that I think role. people just expect him to be more than he is. Yeah, like, he's already tw- twenty three, twenty four, um, second year. I mean, he's averaging like ten points a game, which is really good for a bench player. You can't expect Nas to go out there and score like seventeen every single night. It's just not. If if Nas is going out and scoring seventeen a night, then there's something wrong with the starters. <laughs> at <laughs> that's, that point, that's one hundred percent true. I wanted to um, one stat I wanted to pull up from that Heat game was our boy Vando. I mean, he he wasn't even playing in the last few games, and he came out with fourteen rebounds in that Heat game. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna mention that a little bit later. Um, so Vando got like three minutes in the one game, and he showed he showed Finch why he's valuable to rebounding and defense yeah. and. Now Finch trusts him and he's giving him minutes and Vando, I think these last two games, he's gotten actually huge minutes, like bench player minutes. So, which is right where I like, if you're not playing Vando, man, like if you can't figure, you got to figure out how to get him in a little bit. Cause he, he never really like, if you put him in for one or two minutes here and there, like all he can do is bring energy. Like he's not going to hurt the offense that much. Like obviously he can't shoot at all. But if you only leave him in for a couple minutes and just let him use his energy to give people a boost, I think that that can only be beneficial. Yeah, I, I agree. I like I like the Vando Nas pairing. I think it's a decent bench um, front court. I'm not a lot of uh, playmaking there, but well, you know, speaking it, of playmaking, what about our boy Akogi? Man, he he's been playing a lot better. And I love I've been loving Akogi lately. Yeah, I think he's a he's great at the three. Yeah, we've touched on it a little bit, I guess, last Timberwolves talk, but he still is continuing to, like, put up some decent numbers here and there. Like, offensively, he's just kind of turned it around. He, uh, he's he been hitting the three lately, too, which is which is nice to see. The past few games, I think he's been shooting at least over 30%, which is what we what we need from him. We can't – and, you know, I'm okay with him taking four, three, four corner threes a game if he's hitting at least half of them. Like, that's that's fine. I don't – it's just it's just if he's on that day or if he's off because I feel like there's no in between with him. He's no, he's either hitting his shots that day or he's or he's not hitting his shots that day. You can you know you can always count on him for his intensity and his defense, but for him to really become a starter, like if he wants to compete with Malik for a starting spot at the three, he's gonna have to be able to hit threes. Yeah, I hundred percent agree on that. And yeah, it seems like he only shoots corner threes, man. I don't think I've ever seen him. I, I saw him make my first three that I've seen him make. I saw that, but I have not seen him not shoot a corner three. If that makes sense, it's just so weird. I don't, I don't get it. His form is like really good. I, he's been in the league for three years now. I mean, he's, he's got to be able he's, to drop a few, right? I mean, yeah. Everyone, everyone. If you're in the NBA for a long enough time, you will get a jump shot. I think it's almost impossible to be in the league and have trainers like that and practice regiments like that and not at least maintain a somewhat like decent jump shot i mean look at like dwight howard now he's he's shooting corner threes like five years ago if i told you dwight howard was shooting threes you'd look at me crazy yeah i mean ben simmons like i don't know i don't understand how he has not got a decent jump shot yet like that doesn't make any sense to me 
it's just it's so dumb how you, you see all these practice videos of Ben Simmons draining like 10 threes in a row and then he just won't take them into the like it makes no yeah. sense. He should have like he, they should force him to shoot like two threes a game. I, I would yeah, I mean he I like he's just uh he's on the brink of being so good. It's just he, he's a defensive player of the year. He's a he's a good inside scorer. He's just there's two things he's lacking, and that's being aggressive, driving the ball, and not shooting. Yeah, those are two tough things to. Yeah, lack. and if you don't have those on <laughs> offense, like you're not going to be a good scorer. I mean, at least a Kogi is aggressive. Like he'll go, yeah. he'll he'll miss it, but he'll, at least he's shooting it. But um, dude, I remember when we like he was in some trade um, rumor. I don't know if it was a real rumor, if it was an NBA uh, insider or whatever they're called rumor but somewhere like they saw that maybe the Timberwolves are trying to get Ben Simmons like he would be the perfect fit on the Timberwolves I think it was for the first overall pick last year yeah dude I like he would be such a good fit on this team yeah Without I D-Lo, mean I guess if you were to somehow trade d for him I would down. do it I mean I, yeah I don't we'd have to give up probably d in at first but I'd probably would you give up D'Lo in this top in a top three pick for Ben Simmons? D'Lo in a top three pick. Oof. I think I. What if it's the third pick? D'Lo in the third pick. For does ben Evan Simmons. does Evan Mobley fall to the third pick? Well, this is another topic that we wanted to bring up, but um, say Evan Mobley goes second, and we're left with Jalen Suggs. Would you rather have Jalen Suggs and D'Lo or Ben Simmons? Hmm. Um. Uh, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. That's a tough one. That actually, oh, you, you got to say, man, you're you're a Timberwolves insider. You have to give us some perspective here. It's tough because I'm. We'll talk about this in a little bit, but I'm so anti-drafting Jalen Suggs that I I probably might do that trade. I think I would do that trade too, man. If I'm going to be 100 percent honest with you, I think that. Well, how many? Well, I guess we're looking at contract years and all that crap. But just straight up, as players, I'd rather have Ben Simmons than those two because I don't know how those two would mesh together on the court at the same time. Well, that's the thing. I'm I'm so anti-drafting him because dude, we already have way too many guards. We like a big like Ben Simmons who can take the ball up and play the four is that'd be nice. So I I think I'd probably do it. I don't know what. No, no hate on Jalen Suggs. I think he can be pretty good. He just has to be on the right team, and the Timberwolves are probably the last team he should be on with all the guard play we have well let's talk about Jalen Suggs I we were talking about this before we got on air what is going on with that hat hair combo man it's bad today <laughs> oh god I got the um, just, just woke up face on there you go but um I don't know I think Jalen Suggs is 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 a little overrated and I I'm from we're from that Minnesota area, and it's kind of like that's kind of like a thing you just don't say. But I don't know. I think he's a little overrated. I don't think that he is that top two, top three pick that everyone's saying. I think that's a little recency bias that might be playing into that. And I think and his team was just here, so here's good another thing though. Here's another thing though. You can we can touch on that in a sec. But so Doogie last year, if you guys watched our podcast last draft cycle, said we should take James Wiseman. And obviously, you know, Peyton and I made the correct choice of wanting LaMelo. Doogie now this hey, year wants on, us man. to take Jalen Suggs. Uh, so, and we want Evan Mobley 
or Cade Cunningham. So I'm and, not saying Jalen Suggs isn't going to be good. I'm just saying I'm going the opposite of Doogie during the draft. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just, yeah, Evan Mobley. Well, what about these G League guys? What happened to them? They just got completely overshadowed ever since they didn't play. That's in the- what I, I was just going to mention that Jalen Green and Jonathan Kaminga, I would probably take over Jalen Suggs. They're Jalen Green in averaging 20. Kaminga is a six foot eight, like freak athlete. Like he's like, he's like, he's LeBron's body type. He's LeBron's um, athleticism. I'm not saying he's LeBron. I don't think he, his shots not developed yet. He's needs he's raw. He's really raw. But a six eight power forward who's extremely athletic. Sign me up if Evan Mobley doesn't fall to us. I mean, yeah, I just don't. I think that the recency bias and having the tournament this year, I think that that really blew up Jalen Suggs and it really dropped down Jalen Greens and Kaminga. I think that, I mean, before the tournament, Suggs was like a top five not a top two, top three level pick. So I'm just saying if the Timberwolves get that two number two pick, I would, I do not want us to take Jalen Suggs with the second pick. And oh, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll just fully jump into, I feel yeah, like we're already kind of yeah, on the draft. Yeah, we are. But I don't know why Jalen Suggs draft stock, like he had a decent tournament, but you know, you just, you just remember the shot, of course. Yep. But why why is Evan Mobley's draft stock not being talked about? I mean, USC made a decent run. No, not even a decent. They made an amazing run. Mobley was maybe the best defensive player in the tournament. With all his blocks, he was playing incredible post defense. And he can step outside and hit a shot. He was your guy. He's been your guy. He is my guy. I mean, a seven-footer that's going to play – the forward position for us who's that versatile i mean him and cat together is like a dream combo so Cannot... let's just yeah go so, ahead yeah sorry i kind of budged right in but yeah, um right. but i mean if we get the number one pick we can both agree that you take cade cunningham it doesn't yeah. matter what team you are it doesn't matter who your point guard is you take cade cunningham because he's just that much of a gem in the rough or whatever i don't know how that thing goes He's a generational talent. You do not. He's he's the Zion. He's the I I don't know if I'd go as far as saying LeBron, but he's like the Andrew Luck. Trevor you know, Lawrence. Andrew, yeah, the Andrew Luck, Trevor Lawrence. Everyone's like, this is the safest like star pick. You're gonna like Andrew Luck, Trevor Lawrence, both gonna be Pro Bowlers. Cade Cunningham's gonna be an All Star at some point in his career. Yeah. So you take him, but where it gets fishy is when you get that second pick. The second pick, I feel like has a very high chance of making the wrong pick and that's his historically the second pick is a lot of the times the i'm not gonna say the bus pick but it's not the best pick yeah so we want that third pick realistically the third third pick is the tatums the dantiches because you let you let them make that hard choice at two and then you just get whatever falls in your lap and usually it's the right thing yeah so if we don't get the one we want that third pick because then we're letting that second team make the hard decision yeah, and this is tough this year, too, because, I mean, last year we started draft talk a little bit later, so we already knew what we were in the lottery. So this one, we don't even know if we're going to have a pick. Um, I I think usually we have pretty good luck in the draft lottery, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beg to say I think we get I think we get our pick this year. Don't Especially how bad that. we've been playing lately. <laughs> like, And there's a huge misconception now within Timberwolves fans. I don't know how people don't understand this by now. I don't know if they needed to explain to them. 
But now that we just passed the Rockets in the West, we're the second worst team in the West now. People are like, oh my gosh, like why are we not tanking and losing more games? Why are we not? We need to be last to have the best chance to get first. And first of all, that's not true. If you're if you're the, the top three last teams in the league, you all have the same shot at getting the number one overall pick. It doesn't matter which order the top three worst are. If you're at the top three worst, you all have a 14% chance of getting the one pick and a 40% chance of getting the top three pick. Yep. Not that hard. So I don't know why there's such a big discrepancy to to lose now. I I don't know. Hey, we're doing a good job of that though. <laughs> yeah, we really are. I'm at this point, I like a win here and there. Like this point, I think just getting everyone minutes, just but, but wins are not that important to me at the moment. I How mean, many more games do we even have? I don't know, man. It seems like this season's been going on for a long time. It really does. And um yeah, man, it just sucks Malik's out because we still have yet to see the whole roster. That's just. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> so we did a little bit of draft talk, but I think what we are going to do today, guys, is probably end the Timberwolves talk soon. But we still have to record a couple videos for you guys today. We have a twins talk coming up. And then we lately we've been doing the third video, which is kind of like the fun video. So I think. Either we do draft talk or a mock draft. This we don't know yet. We're still deciding. But if yeah, whatever we do, whatever we don't do, let us know what you you want to see draft wise. If we don't do a mock draft today, then and you want to see one, comment that below. If we do a mock draft, you want to see some player analysis, comment that. I think we should get into some player analysis. I I think we need to. I need some time to do a, a full mock draft. If I'm going to be honest with you. Fair and enough. Yeah, we'll, we'll probably end up doing multiple mock drafts. We'll do one here, kind of just like not the teams that they go to, but just kind of the order that they get drafted. And then once the lottery comes out, we can maybe get more in depth on the where each player would get picked, I guess. Yeah. That's kind of where this channel blew up was the, uh, the draft I mean, stuff. So blew up. I don't know about blew up, but <laughs> got a little, got a little, uh, a little, got our foot in the water. Yeah. But, um, so you got, do you have the Timberwolves schedule pulled up still? Yes, we have, yeah. So we play the Kings back to back tomorrow and Wednesday. Um, then we have a two game series against the Jazz, uh, the best team in the NBA. Yep. We got the Grizzlies, Heat, um, Nuggets, Celtics, Mavericks. Yeah, not not an easy. So for all you guys that want us to tank, um, it's looking looking pretty good for that. <laughs> <laughs> We, we do play the Rockets again. I think the very winnable games coming up are probably the Rockets. I'm not even going to say the Grizzlies because there are – I don't know why we can't win against them, but we're not going to win that game. I guarantee it. Yeah. The Grizzly or the uh, the Rockets, Magic, Pistons are the only winnable games I see. Maybe the Pelicans. We actually do pretty well against them. Jesus. That's tough, man. So well, that's yeah. four games at max if you guys – for all you guys that want us to tank – four games but yeah i think that i mean it's kind of getting to the dog days of the of the timberwolves talk era like there's not really much unless we, like any big news that could have happened kind of already happened mm -hmm. if there's anything that you guys kind of want us to talk about i guess in these videos that would be very appreciated just so we have some new new things to talk about because it's tough to talk about the team losing and like D'Angelo, like it's just tough to talk about that stuff because there's not really much new stuff coming up. So anything that you guys would like us to talk about that would really help us out if you could drop that in the comments. Yep. And yeah, sure. I mean, 
thanks for sticking with us guys. Like all your comments on our videos, like we love it. We love, we love everyone in the comments. Like they're always hilarious. Like <laughs> just having a nice comment thread is always, is always the best, but, um, but yeah, thanks for watching. Um, we got a lot of, a lot of videos coming out this week, so make sure to tune into all those and you know what, have, have a great week guys. You say something, Chris. You you hit it on the head. I mean, <laughs> have a great week, guys. Um, there's going to be more videos. This will mm -hmm. probably be the first one that comes out out of the little series that we do this week. So be on the lookout. Have post notifications on. There you go. See you guys.